0: Food bloggers, hey, if you have not yet joined the new amazing Eat Blog Talk community, you have to go do it. You will find so much value inside, including connecting with other food bloggers in a much deeper way and having access to all kinds of exclusive value, such as bonus podcast episodes and mastermind groups and a resources and service providers directory and so much more. Go to eblogtalk.com for more information, and we cannot wait to see you inside. Okay, food bloggers, have you heard of Flowdesk, the new big email marketing rage? This is an amazing new option for managing your email subscriber list. It is super easy to use, and it comes with gorgeous, intuitive drag-and-drop templates. And Flowdesk does not charge based on number of subscribers, so your monthly rate will stay the same from month to month. Everyone pays $38 a month or use my affiliate link to get 50% off and pay only $19 a month. You guys, this is a fraction of the price of other email service providers and you'll be blown away by the beautiful and intuitive templates waiting for you inside. Visit eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources to grab your link. Flowdesk, the stunning new option for email marketing. What's up, food bloggers? Welcome to Eat Blog Talk. This podcast is for you, food bloggers wanting value, information, and clarity that will help you find greater success in your business. Today, I will be having a conversation with Megan Tenney from AdThrive, and we are going to talk about running display ads using ad management companies. Megan is a member of the AdThrive communications team, using her 12 plus years of blogging experience to serve publishers and anticipate their needs. She is a little obsessed with organization and efficiency and likes to relax at the end of the day with a good spreadsheet. Megan is currently traveling the world with her husband and their four children. Ooh, that's fun. I love that. And that is not your fun fact. But I kind of want to hear more about that. But tell us what you plan for your fun fact today, Megan.
1: Well, hi, Megan from another Megan. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) Um, That was actually going to be my fun fact. So I let me share something else. So um, I also in addition to having a background in blogging, I have a background in musical theater. So that's kind of Fun and
0: unique. That is fun and unique. I love both of those, and I'm sorry I spoiled your fun fact.
1: Oh, it's okay. It was in my bio, so there you go.
0: Where are you currently at? Where are you traveling now? Oh,
1: so we're in Arizona right now, which is actually where we started. Um, but tomorrow, actually, we drive across the country yet again to Florida, and we'll be there for a couple of months.
0: Now is the time to do a little bit of traveling if you're comfortable with it and healthy and safe and all of that.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, now that a lot of people are working from home and schooling their kids at home, if that's what they're doing at this point in time, um, it's funny because when that all kind of started, it didn't really affect us so much because we were already schooling our kids at home and working remotely. Um, But yeah, it means we can basically do it from anywhere.
0: We are actually taking advantage of this time as well. My husband and I decided, okay, since our boys are doing distance learning most of the time and we both have flexibility, I have more than he does, but we both have semi-flexibility with our jobs, we decided to travel a little bit too. So we are doing just random trips through the fall and winter and I just feel like, why not? If we can do it and they can work from anywhere and we can work from anywhere, then we should do it. We are doing the same thing. Well, let's get on to why you're here today. Here in this very unusual year that we are just referring to of 2020, entrepreneurs have been digging into monetizing more than ever. So I'm hoping to just shed light on how to bring in revenue using display ads here in our conversation that we have today. For so many years, ads were the main way food bloggers can make money blogging. Back when I started in 2010, that was the only way bloggers are making money. But that is no longer the case. There are so many different avenues currently, but it can still be a really big revenue driver for food bloggers. So Megan, I would love it if you'd started by sharing why you think food bloggers would want to run ads on their blogs.
1: Absolutely. Let's chat. This is one of my favorite topics. So um, one of the things is there's just a lot of money to be made out there. So advertisers over the years have learned how valuable digital real estate is. And so there are advertisers that want to put their ads on your blog and pay you for it. So you know, there's a good reason right there. Um, I like to to use um, a magazine as kind of an analogy. So if you go to the store and you buy a magazine, you pay for it and you're going to browse through it. You're going to read some articles and look at pictures. And you're definitely going to see ads in there. Of course, that's a major you know, part of a magazine company's revenue strategy is they sell ads. Well, and a, a, a site on the internet is, is much the same way. But your readers aren't actually paying in most cases to access your site. So they, you know, for lack of a better term, they pay with their eyeballs. Um, and especially these days, readers are used to this now, you know, you referenced starting way back in 2010, and I think you know back then there were you know a lot of people were blogging as a hobby and ads were not as mainstream as they are today. So you know as as a reader scrolling the web, you you're expecting to come across ads. So I don't think it's it's something that's very jarring anymore. Um, and you deserve to get paid for this incredible content that you're putting out there. So. Digital advertising can really be kind of like a a win-win-win. So your readers are getting this incredible content for free. Advertisers are using your space to build their brand, um, their brand awareness and reach potential customers. And you're getting this passive income for all this hard work that you've put in and this really incredible content that you're putting out
0: there. I love that you framed it like that. It's a win-win-win. We're all winning. And I think you're so right in saying that people expect it now. I think maybe even just a few years ago, it was kind of a nuisance and there were (laughs) discussions everywhere like, get rid of those ads. This is annoying. But now I just feel like people expect that. And not only that, but they have much more grace for it. They are realizing that content creators really put a lot of work into the content they create.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, uh, when I started back in... 2008. You know, it was more of a hobby, but now we see these food blogs that are really professional, you know, and we have some publishers that are kind of operating a, a one man show, you know, they do everything up to publishers that have a whole team of people. So absolutely, um, I think readers are understanding that it's not, um, it's not a simple process, there's a lot of work, there's a lot of time that goes into it. And yeah, that they're they're used to seeing these ads, and and they are understanding more and more. I think that this is how these publishers are being you know compensated for their their work and their content. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about why AdThrive is so great, but I also wanted to mention that we also take into account that the reader experience, you know, even though they're used to seeing ads, that doesn't mean we're just gonna throw up ads everywhere we possibly can, you know, that's still really important to make sure, to not take advantage of that, to say, yes, readers are used to seeing ads, so we're gonna put them out there, but we're also going to make sure that the content is at the forefront of what they're seeing.
0: Yeah. And we appreciate that too. I think everybody appreciates that. But first I wanted to ask you if somebody wants to get started running ads on their site, maybe they haven't uh, explored this option yet. How do they do that?
1: Okay. So it depends a little bit on how new they are. So if this happens to be a site that's been around for a while and is seeing quite a bit of traffic, you know, they might already qualify for a company like ad thrive. So our monthly page view requirement is hundred thousand. Um, so once a publisher hits that, we definitely invite you to apply. And when you do, we, you know, our team looks at every single site that applies, uh, an actual human has their eyes on the site, checking it out. Um, but, backing up for just a moment, if if there's a site that's maybe just getting started out or just doesn't um hasn't reached that requirement just yet, there are other ways that you can get started with running ads. And we do encourage that for a couple of reasons. Um, the main reason there is because you can start to build up a history with advertisers. So really new sites, we say, why don't you get started with Google's Adsense? And, It's almost a little backwards because you would think as a beginner you want really to have your your hand being held, and AdSense doesn't provide really any kind of level of support. You kind of have to get in there and learn how it works, and you're putting the ads on your site yourself. But it's a great way to just kind of get started so that there's some advertiser history there, Um, and also your readers are used to seeing an ad or two on your site so that when you have built up enough that you could apply for something like AdThrive, um, that you're kind of already, you have your foot in the door and you've got a good head start. There.
0: I like that you recommend that instead of just saying, nope, hold out for us until you reach that uh, minimum threshold. You're actually encouraging people to do that and at least get that, ex- that ad exposure up on your site so that people are used to seeing it. And then eventually you can have an ad management company that can help you through that a little bit more.
1: You don't magically start making money as soon as you hit a hundred thousand. You know if you're anywhere even in that realm, you know you'll start making money through ads through Google Adsense. and then when you come on board to Adthrive, you'll see you know a significant bump because Google Adsense is running, um, and we can get into the specifics of this. Um, but programmatic advertising, whereas at Adthrive, We do that as well as direct premium exclusive deals for our publishers. So there's a lot more opportunities that become available.
0: Can I ask why the minimum number of page views? Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, So one of the, there's a lot of reasons. Um, One of the reasons is because we can share our portfolio of sites that we work with kind of as a whole, as like this AdThrive community to advertisers. And because we're so strict about our requirements in letting sites in, advertisers trust us. They know that AdThrive sites have this much traffic. They are super high quality. Their content is brand safe. So it encourages them to spend more money on AdThrive sites so that helps ad drivers across the board. So every new publisher that we add in, they are helping to improve the quality of the community because they've been vetted. And then everybody else in the community is helping them kind of pulling them along um, because we have this, you know, this scale and this scope of really high quality that um, advertisers know about.
0: So really it ensures that all of the publishers associated with you guys are taking it seriously, are doing it consistently and all yeah, of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think people wonder that. So I think it's just really good to put that out there because, it I mean, you guys do have a higher threshold, but again, it's for quality purpose. But people wonder that, I think. Why is it 100,000 page views a month that it seems so high? But that is the reason. You're just trying to uphold that standard of quality. Right, and
1: it helps us to really focus on those publishers and to put all of our time and effort into helping our publishers increase their traffic and just make as much money as they possibly can. And if you kind of if you think of the other extreme, if we took just any site, every brand new site, sites that had a 100, like just a 100 monthly page views, that would really spread us really thin and we wouldn't be able to help everyone out as much as we do.
0: Yeah, Okay. Talk to us a little bit about the benefits of partnering specifically with you with AdThrive.
1: Sure. Um, so like I think I kind of mentioned a little bit, our mission is that we manage everything for your ads so you can focus on what you do best, which is, incre- which is creating incredible content. So we, um, if a publisher comes on and really wants to kind of have their hands in with deciding what ads to run and how to set up their ads, like that's great and we'll work with that person. If we have a publisher come in, that's like, you know what? I trust you guys, handle it all. I don't even want to think about it. We'll help that publisher too. So, and any anywhere in between. Um, but that's kind of, our, our mission is like, we'll take that off your shoulders. You don't have to worry about your ads. We're going to make sure that you're super optimized, that you're making top dollar for your content. And something that's really cool is, We operate on a revenue share, as you know, which means we only make money when you make money. And that means that our goals are so perfectly aligned that all we want to do is make you more money. (laughs) Um, So that's really great uh, if you think about it. You know, we we want what's best for you because it's what's best for us. Um, I talked about that, uh, you know, customization based on what what each individual publisher is looking for. Um, We'll always take that into account. And we don't just do a one-time, okay, your ads are installed. See you later um, we have a you know a whole team that's focused on proactively reaching out to every single publisher on a regular basis to say hey here's how your ads are performing here's some suggestions um, because as you know the digital industry is always changing it's certainly changed a lot in the past 10 15 years so what worked you know, three years ago doesn't work today. So we're always, we have a whole team of data scientists that are always poring over the data to make sure what we're recommending to you is the best thing for your site. So again, we proactively reach out and make suggestions. And then, you know, publishers can come back and say, I want to do this and this, but not this. And then we take care of it for them. So that's, that's kind of, you know, our customer service and, and how we customize everything. And then kind of on our back end, We have really strong industry relationships. So we have relationships with major brands like Verizon, AT&T, Amazon, and then like well-known technology companies that run a lot of kind of the back end of how the ad auctions work and all of that. Um, and, And all of those relationships help us connect our publishers to tens of thousands of advertisers so that you're always making the most that you possibly can. We are a Google certified publishing partner. That means that Google has taken a a good strong look at our business practices, the products we offer, our customer service, and they feel comfortable saying, yes, this company is good to work with. Um, So it's kind of like a a stamp of approval from Google, uh, which we know is a major player in the digital ad industry. And we really consider ourselves a leader in the industry itself. We're at the forefront of the trends and developments and we're really focused on being a voice for publishers in general, but especially smaller independent publishers. Um, so that's something that we feel like we can kind of take on us. When when a publisher signs on, you can certainly keep up with. And, you know, we think it's it's beneficial to keep up with what's going on in the industry, but we also want to worry about that for you. So a couple of examples there are. Um, there's a company called Prebid, and the simple way to explain what they do is that that's the technology behind the um, programmatic auction that happens. Anytime someone bid, So Every time someone visits your site, um, all of the ad spaces you have available on that site go through an auction, like a, a near instantaneous auction where advertisers compete to advertise in that spot. And Prebid is the company that um, has the technology that allows that to happen. And we have a a team member, we're the first publisher organization to have um, someone on the board of their organization being a voice for publishers there. So that's very cool. And then I know a hot topic lately has been um, the fact that that Google's going to retire third-party cookies in the future and how can we um, create solutions for how advertisers can learn more about users and target users. and one of the major organizations that is kind of focused on that right now is called the W3C or the World Wide Web Consortium. And that's the organization that sets standards across the web. And they're yeah, handling those discussions right now about the future of third party cookies and privacy regulations and all that. And we just hired a full time team member. And his complete focus is going to be on being part of that organization and being a voice for publishers there. So oh, that's great. That's really, yeah. And then um, to help our publishers kind of be on top of all these things, we have the Ad Thrive blog. And every other week, uh, we actually started it back in March when coronavirus kind of hit and you know everybody was like, well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with my ad income? How's this going to affect me? So we started doing at first weekly and now um, every other week posts about just kind of what's going on in the ad industry, what um, ad spending looks like and just other other things that are happening throughout the industry so those are really great to um to check out every other week and just kind of stay on top
0: i have to say i love your blog and i have really appreciated that you guys update that consistently and i've read it i've devoured every single post that you've put up because i've i've just been so grateful for the fact that you guys have carried on with business in such a I don't know, an upstanding, just confident way since the quarantine hit because us content creators, we were kind of freaking out. Like, what is going to happen? I think everybody was. There were a lot of unknowns, and just having you guys kind of act as a pillar, like, okay, we don't know what's going on either. We don't know what's going to happen either. But we are going to do our best to support you and we are going to update you and be just totally transparent. I so appreciated that, and I know that if I did, many other people did as well. And because of that, I just always look for those blog posts, and I mean they're so great. So thank you for doing that.
1: Well, thanks for saying that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people obviously that that have a hand in creating those posts, but my team's kind of on the forefront <laughs> there. So I'll let them know that you appreciate it. Yes,
0: absolutely. Um, actually,
1: you just reminded me of something else, which is um, you probably remember. Um, when we put out our publisher payment guarantee, that's something we announced um, earlier this year and, and kind of made a big deal about on the blog, which is that um, within, in a lot of situations, and there's some blog posts that we can link to if you'd like that um, kind of go into a lot more detail than I can, um, but there's a, there's a whole link of uh, of um different levels to get publishers paid for the ads on their site it starts way back with the advertisers the brands themselves and goes through a lot of different layers um, to get down to the publisher and at every any point in that layer generally getting paid depends on the person before you getting paid and so it can happen a lot in the industry where publishers don't get paid for ads that were displayed on their site because of um, sometimes they're referred to as advertiser clawbacks Um, and that our publisher payment guarantee at Ad Thrive was to say we will all you will always get paid what you're owed even if Ad Thrive is the one that has to take the hit <laughs> um, you know yeah. what you've earned is what you're going to get
0: yeah, again, much appreciated there. I do remember reading that and I was like, thank you, AdThrive. You are the best because <laughs> that is a concern all around and you guys have just been great with all of that. Is there anything else? I mean, you went through a ton of incredible benefits for partnering with AdThrive. Is there anything else we missed that you want to touch on before we move on? I
1: think that's that's a lot of really good things, yeah. I hope. Yeah, that
0: was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot of good things. So thank you for running through those. And then I have a few questions for you. But first, I was wondering if you had any tips or maybe words of encouragement for food bloggers listening who one day aspire to being a part of your network, who maybe are just, you know, on the threshold or are just starting out and the end seems so far away. Do you have anything for those people?
1: Absolutely. So we recently did. I don't know if you, you, if you've been reading the blog. You probably saw it. Our creativity and data series, which talked a lot about finding inspiration for content, and then kind of using um, factual data to, you know, determine what what readers are looking for, or what, um, you know, what what are the best ideas to pursue and actually create content for. And in our last episode of that, one of the things that we shared was when you're feeling overwhelmed, because I know as a publisher myself, that at any given moment, there are just so many different ways you could be spending your time, right? I mean, creating content, publishing content, uh, promoting content, you know, being accessible on social media, being being available and uh, active on social media, and maybe, you know, guest posting for other sites, and the list just goes on and on and on. So what we said is when you're feeling overwhelmed, shoot for 1% gains. So what's something that you could do every day just to make a small improvement? And when you're doing that every single day, those improvements are just are steady and they'll add up over time to create something incredible.
0: Oh, that's such great advice. I like that. Just a good way to frame what you're actually working on because, oh my gosh, like you said, there's so much that we could be doing. So just maybe thinking through that ahead of time can really does make a big difference. So thank you for that. And then I have a few questions for you. I was wondering about your videos, mobile and desktop. Do your videos meet accessibility requirements? Because that's such a huge thing right now all across the board.
1: Yeah, so um, that is that is something that we've noticed is kind of a hot topic lately. And again, I can, I can give you a link to share. Um, we published a Help Center article about accessibility and the ADA um, requirements for websites. And uh, you asked specifically about the video player. So something that we've done um, this year is made it really easy for publishers to add closed captioning, for example. Um, we always were able to do that, but it was kind of a more manual process where we'd have publishers uh, you know, create a closed caption file, send it in to us, would add it to the video. And now it's all available there right in the dashboard that you get when you're an Adthrive publisher. We have a whole video section in the dashboard where you can, upload your videos. Um, and if you if you have it, a closed caption file, and then that will appear on the videos for anyone that wants to turn it on. So that's, that's one way um, that we're approaching accessibility, for sure. And then the article that I mentioned uh, has a lot of suggestions in it based on um, the standard guidelines for how you could improve your site as far as um, usability and like contrast, um, how you could test your colors to make sure that um, someone that might have some sight difficulties um, is still it's meeting the standards for for um, what it needs to be.
0: Great, that answers my question. Thank you. And then I was also wondering how much flexibility do food bloggers have with number of ads and also positioning of ads. I know anytime I have reached out to you guys in the past, you've been really receptive and responsive. And, um, for example, my homepage, I noticed just for my liking, I had a little bit too many ads. So I reached out and just said, Hey, can you guys take this off of the top? And you were like, no problem. And you did it. So how flexible are you guys with, um, just in general?
1: That's a great question. Um, I would say very flexible. Um, we do have like a minimum ad layout that we require, but it's, it's super minimal. And we don't have many publishers running, you know, an ad layout that, that is that small. Um, I think the big thing that we would always do is if a publisher wants to add an ad or subtract an ad is not so much whether we're flexible to do it or not, but that we want to give you the information so that you can make the, you know, the best choice. Um, because you as a publisher might look at it from just a reader perspective, you might say, oh, this ad, um, let's say the, just for an example, let's say the sticky footer ad that runs across the bottom of the site. You might think, "Ah, I don't really love that. I don't love the reader experience. Let me just see if ad thrive will get rid of it for me. So we can update Absolutely take that ad off, but we might come back and say, just so you know, that ad is bringing in forty percent of your ad revenue. Um, And I, I'm just picking a random number, but that is one of our really, um, really viewable, really um, profitable ad units. Um, And and we also provide information about that in the AdThrive dashboard. So you might, you know, a publisher that's a little more hands on might log in themselves and be able to see, oh, that's a really profitable ad. I don't want to remove that one. Um, but yeah, my, my main point is we will get you the data that you need to then make a definite decision on that. And then, yeah, we're going to we're going to defer to what you want to do with your site.
0: Uh, that is so appreciated because you're flexible, yet you're keeping our best interest in mind as well. And you, you guys have been so good at communicating that. And I love when I get an email from you and somebody on your team is like, hey, we noticed that this ad could maybe... Perform better here, you know. Like you make little tweaks here and there. I never would know that. I don't think any of us would on this side of the fence. So I so appreciate when you do that. I'm always like, yeah, go go for it. If you guys think that's good, then that's good for me. (laughs) Once a food blogger is approved to be a part of your network, can they get dropped? Is there anything we can do that gets us kicked out? What if our page views go below? A hundred thousand a month, how does that usually work?
1: So good question. Um in general, no. Once someone has come on board, and I and part of that is because we do vet publishers so intensely, you know, we look at the content, we make sure it's good content, we we don't just make sure that this publisher last month had a hundred thousand page views, we're gonna look at like traffic patterns. Um, because let's say it's there's a publisher that had pretty consistently 50,000, but then one week had this really viral post and hit a hundred thousand. We might go back to that publisher and saying, mm, we want to see a little more consistency. We want to make sure you're going to be hitting this, this number as we go forward. But that being said, once we've approved them and they're in our network, um, we understand that fluctuations happen and, you know, search algorithms change and Pinterest changes up there. Um, their requirements or situation over there, and it can affect your traffic. And so that's certainly not something we want publishers to stress about. You know, we do want publishers that are that are creating content and active. um, But no, we don't we don't kick you out. (laughs) If if traffic tanks and actually what we really want to do is take a look at that for you and say, um, you know, if we can identify why get you any information that would help. Um, and then, you know, provide any resources we can to help turn things around. So we, as you know, provide ad thrive publishers right now with access to a top-notch SEO course, and we're providing resources for email marketing. And like I said, before anything we can do to help you improve helps everybody in the community. Um, so yeah, we wouldn't, um, kick someone out because of traffic, We've had a couple of issues with brand safety um, where our advertisers do require brand safe content. So, that, you know, if, if we find a site that um, all of a sudden is publishing stuff that could be considered you know, violence or hate speech, um, something along those lines, then that could um, mean that we get in touch with that publisher and would always give them the chance to clean it up first. Um, but it's possible that we might have to say that's you know, not in line with our standards anymore. And so we have to kind of let you go. Um, but yeah, generally, once, once you're in, you're in.
0: <laughs> I think I've covered everything that I'm curious about. Is there anything that you feel like we've missed talking about that you feel like food bloggers just absolutely have to know about either working with ad management companies in general or working with AdThrive or anything? Any last minute things you want to mention? Oh.
1: Um, I would certainly invite anyone that uh, that meets our our requirement to apply so that's a super easy link to remember it's just adrive.com slash apply um, even if you're really close you know it doesn't hurt to apply and kind of start developing a relationship um, we'll always get back to you and and let you know what we think so especially as we head into especially for food bloggers as we this is the month right Thanksgiving. <laughs> Um last year or early this year I put together a blog post um celebrating Abby's 7th birthday and we wanted to look at some fun stats and so we we looked at um 2019 and what was like what was the can we boil it down to the second that was like the most probable second the whole year and you better believe it was in the evening bef- the day before Thanksgiving <laughs> um So, yeah, now is now is the quarter to, you know, enjoy that higher traffic. And um, if you if you meet our requirements or come close, yeah, get in touch and uh, we'll see if we can bring you on.
0: Awesome. Well, from someone who's been with AdThrive for a couple of years, I can say nothing but good things. You guys just have such a great supportive team and so grateful for you and all that you do. So thank you.
1: Thank you. We love our publishers for sure.
0: Well, thank you for taking the time to be here today, Megan. It was so fun to talk to you and thank you for sharing this incredible value with food bloggers. Everyone listening is going to appreciate it. So thank you so much. Megan, we will put together a list of resources and everything we've talked about today into your show notes. And if anyone's interested in going to peek at those, they are at eatblogtalk.com forward slash ad thrive megan tell my listeners the best place to find you online
1: so ad that's that's the place to go
0: awesome and you guys are on instagram as well yes
1: it's ad thrive with an underscore at the end
0: go find the ad thrive team there thank you again megan for being here and thanks for listening today food bloggers i will see you next time